0: This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, France moves to enshrine abortion rights in its constitution. Farmers' protests spread across Europe, and Elon Musk's $55 billion pay packet is voided by a judge. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, the 31st of January, 2024. France's National Assembly has overwhelmingly approved a bill to enshrine the guaranteed freedom to an abortion in the French constitution, the first step in following through on a pledge made by President Emmanuel Macron. The National Assembly, the French Parliament's lower house, passed the measure by 493 votes to 30, with support for Macron's centrist alliance, left-wing opposition parties, and the majority of lawmakers from the right-wing opposition. The French Justice Minister responded by saying, Tonight, the National Assembly and the government did not miss their rendezvous with women's history. But this was only the first step towards guaranteeing abortion rights in the French Constitution. The bill must now be passed by the Conservative Majority Senate, where it faces a trickier time. Opponents of the measure are not opposed to abortion, which has been decriminalised since 1975, but rather have criticised the wording and questioned whether abortion should be a constitutional issue at all. If it's passed by the Senate, the measure then must finally be approved by a referendum or a three-fifths majority in a joint session of Parliament. So why is the French government seeking to put the right to abortion in the constitution? even though abortion rights are not currently under threat. Well, Emmanuel Macron made the pledge after the US Supreme Court overturned a 50-year-old ruling in 2022 that guaranteed the right to an abortion. In its introduction to the bill, the French government argues, unfortunately, this event is not isolated. In many countries, even in Europe, there are currents of opinion that seek to hinder at any cost the freedom of women to terminate their pregnancy if they wish. A prime example of a rollback of abortion rights in Europe is that of Poland, where the previous right wing nationalist government severely limited abortion rights, though the newly installed government, led by Donald Tusk, is seeking to liberalise these laws. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Also in Europe, farmers' protests are spreading ahead of an EU summit in Brussels on Thursday. French and Belgian farmers have continued to block motorways and access roads to major ports to protest against rising costs, EU environmental policies and cheap imports. Spanish farmers have also said they'll join the movement in February. Yesterday, in France, where protests have now gone on for two weeks, farmers blockaded Paris with convoys of tractors, trailers and harvesters. In response, the government announced a deployment of 15,000 police officers to prevent protesters from entering the capital. In Belgium, farmers have blocked a square in Brussels and said they would bar access to the North Sea port for 36 hours. Similar protests have taken place across other European countries in recent weeks, including Germany and Poland. Farmers in Eastern European countries also demonstrated against cheap Ukrainian grain imports last year. After Russia's invasion in 2022, the EU eased regulations on Ukrainian imports, which left EU farmers feeling they were being outcompeted in their own markets. More recently, higher fertiliser costs, cuts to agricultural subsidies and stricter sustainability rules have also angered farmers, who hope to gain the EU's attention ahead of its summit on Thursday. While the farmers' protests aren't on the upcoming agenda, French President Emmanuel Macron has said he will discuss the issue with the head of the EU Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, and that there needs to be a European debate. In other news, Spanish lawmakers have voted down a controversial amnesty law for Catalan separatists facing prosecution, dealing a blow to the government who introduced the bill in order to secure the vital parliamentary support of Catalan separatist parties. The twist to this story, though, is that the amnesty bill failed to pass because the hardline Catalan separatist party, Junts, voted against it. Junts says the bill does not go far enough, because it doesn't cover terrorism-related charges, something that individuals like exiled party leader Carlos Puigdemont are at risk of. So Juntz voted against the bill, as did the Conservative Opposition People's Party and far-right Vox, who are staunchly opposed to the principle of offering amnesty to separatists, and who have led best protests against the legislation. The rejection of the bill has not killed it entirely. It will return to a parliamentary committee for up to a month of negotiations. But any more ground ceded to Catalan separatists will make it even harder to pass through the Conservative-majority Senate. The saga exposes the fragility of Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez's government. After last year's election resulted in parliamentary deadlock, Sanchez managed to secure the support of Juntz by promising an amnesty law, enabling him to remain prime minister at the head of a minority coalition of his socialist party and leftist coalition ally Sumar. Going forward, in order to pass any legislation, Sanchez will need to cobble together parliamentary support from a handful of different groups, including Juntz. And the fight over the amnesty bill highlights how difficult this job will be. Now, is the world's richest person about to lose their fortune? A judge in Delaware has ruled that Elon Musk's $55 billion Tesla pay package was improperly approved by Tesla's board and disadvantaged shareholders. To put things in perspective, this $55 billion is a historically unprecedented compensation plan. It's six times larger than the combined pay of the 200 highest-paid executives in 2021, and by far the largest compensation deal ever for an executive. As a result, an investor and Tesla shareholder Richard Tornetta sued Musk and several Tesla directors in 2018 over the $55 billion dollars, accusing the company's chief executive of not properly dictating negotiations around his compensation package, and claimed the board acted without independence. At a compensation trial in 2022, Musk justified the money would be used to get humanity to Mars, and Tesla's directors thought the $55 billion was necessary to ensure that Musk remained dedicated to Tesla, while he also worked on interplanetary travel. The judge and Tornetta's lawyers argued that the $55 billion was basically too much, and that the board should have either looked for another CEO or required Musk to work full-time at Tesla, rather than focusing on his other projects such as SpaceX, Neuralink, Boring Company and X. The Delaware court's decision has caused a 4% drop in Tesla shares. This move jeopardizes Musk's position as the world's richest person, with a fortune of $251 billion at the start of the year, according to Forbes. And finally, explorers believe that they may have discovered the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane, potentially solving a nearly 90-year-old mystery as to the fate of the legendary aviator. Tony Romeo from Deep Sea Vision says his team has picked up an anomaly in a sonar image of the floor of the Pacific Ocean that resembles Earhart's Lockheed 10E Electra plane that she was attempting to fly around the world before disappearing in 1937. Despite numerous expeditions, no wreckage has ever been found. The sonar image is grainy, so it's very much just a theory for now, but the location of the anomaly adds weight to the theory, as it's around 160 kilometres from Howland Island, which is roughly halfway between Hawaii and Australia. Howland Island was the next spot where Earhart and navigator Fred Noonan were due to land on their journey, having taken off from Papua New Guinea. The next stage in the investigation is to return to the site and use a remotely operated vehicle with a camera to investigate more thoroughly. Now, while you've been watching this video, you might not realize that shady forces are working in the background to collect personal data from various sites and bundle it all together, ready to sell on to a third party. Now, these data brokers can sell this bundle of information about you to anyone from a company to an online criminal. Now, while you might assume that you're safe online, perhaps you change your password regularly, or perhaps you're a hawk and always uncheck that little box that signs you up to annoying newsletters. Unfortunately, this doesn't completely save you. Companies that hold your data can still fall victim to a data breach, meaning that these data brokers can still compile information about you to sell on to others. Now, this is where our sponsor Incogni comes in. They reach out to these data brokers on your behalf, request that your data is removed and deal with any problems that might arrive. In fact, they're tenacious and will put in multiple data removal requests even after your data's been removed to make sure that it doesn't go back on the market. So, create an account with our link in the description, grant Incogni the ability to work on your behalf, and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, by using our link, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out, and thanks for Incogni for sponsoring this video.